Hello, everyone. Welcome to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. What's going on, man? Hello. Not much. Busy, busy, busy as always, but we got a lot to talk about. Got a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of stuff. Um, we don't really have any shows going on anymore, but we will no, have true. one coming up with Moon Knight that that will be premiering uh, this week. So we'll be talking. Which interests me. Yes, it's supposed the, the to be. The media for that show is very interesting. Yeah, and it's supposed to be separate, like standalone from the larger MCU. Yeah. Like obviously it fits in, but it's not really having anything to do with the larger MCU, which I, I like. And I guess was the, a sticking point for Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke even joining the project. Yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about that every week. But until then, we are bringing back Rolling or Trolling this week. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we are also going to start with a, um, a new segment. Since the Oscars are happening tonight, this is being pre-recorded, so this will be released this week. Prior. This um, week. We are going to do something that we are calling the Decades. Yes. All oh, the Decades. The good old Decades. So, what this is, we are going to go back and look at the decade of 2010. Yep. And since the Oscars allows up to 10 uh, nominations for Best Picture, we are each going to trade off and nominate a movie that occurred from that 2010 decade. to 2019. Let's here's the thing about the Oscars, by the way, coming up tonight. One, I think just more and more people are not caring because I agree. all the political nonsense, all the they didn't nominate this, they didn't nominate that. And then now they they boosted it to 10 movies to try and appease as many people as possible. But worse than that, isn't there also like an 11th category this year? It's like the People's Choice Awards of Oscars. Yeah, they were trying that. Um they're trying that this year. I, I think they just need to make a little bit. They, it's just it's not entertaining anymore. And it's not. They need, That's the problem. Like they made room for, you know, with the 10 movies that was back when like the Dark Knight wasn't nominated. Right. So then after that, they changed how that worked. They were like, um, maybe and we so made a mistake. They made that that distinction but now there's a almost a very specific criteria more so than it used to be of yeah. what a, an oscar nominated movie is so then you're for whatever reason even though they've expanded it you now like something like no way home not nominated for an oscar where arguably right. it deserves at least a nomination because it was the most impactful movie that we had all of last year. I'll give you that. Um, anyway, so we are going to write all of the wrongs. Um, and we are doing 2010 to 2019. We are each going to nominate five movies from that period. And we are going right. to decide what were the best pictures in the decade, aka the decades. The decades. And I'm coming in hot. Chris, I'm okay, so hot you hot you give me your first nomination. My first nomination is none other than the excellent and the under-awarded film from 2017. I'm going right to 2017. Okay. Logan. What was it? Logan. Logan. Logan okay. coming in hot. Wow. Okay. Give Logan me some, was uh, reasoning here. The reasoning. Logan at the time of its release was the uh, most different comic book movie we had seen to that point. Okay. Yes. It was all the familiar characters. It was all the nostalgia we liked, but it included 
heart uh rated arness yes and and uh it, it essentially ended a series like it was a success like okay gave us all the stuff we loved and remembered it gave us something new and it concluded in the most perfect way so it was everything you need it was a trifecta i gotcha i gotcha okay i i love the pick um it actually is not uh something that or it is not a superhero movie that i particularly have on Ah. my possibilities how dare you um but i I, you know what i just didn't think of it so i like that idea and i'm glad that you picked it um my first one that i am going to select is going to be get out I knew Get Out would be on your list. That's why I did not put it on mine. Yeah, I figure, let me just get this one out of the way. Yep. I think this is a clear, clear nomination for the Decades. Absolutely. I I think it um, was wrongly denied the Oscar win in the the year that it was nominated. Which it lost to. Who did it lose to? Who did it well, lose to? Let's see. It came out um, in 2017. The Oscars then were. Oh boy. Our Google people are working. I know. Hard. They're like, what the heck? We already know. Ah, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Okay. So, yeah. Actually, no, wait. Moonlight was the best picture. Oh, pardon me. Okay. Moonlight. That was that whole that controversy, year? remember? Yeah, that was the Moonlight year. Really? Year 2017. No, I, but I think it, the Oscars were 2018. Ah, well then, you need to go to the next year. I'm going there now. Let's see. The 90th Academy Awards. The Shape of Water. Yes. The okay. Lost of the Water movie. Yeah, yeah very clearly, very yeah. clearly the best movie of that year was Get Out. No one is ever going to talk about The Shape of Water again. That is a fact. I was going to say, Moonlight was not up. Was not up Because that was the yeah. Moonlight La La Land year. That's the fiasco. But yeah, The Shape the of Water, the fish love movie was odd. Anyways, the, the reason why Get Out, and it's interesting, like the reason why I kind of uh, push against yes. that particular Oscars so much is because Get Out was the rare movie where when it came out, you knew it was a game-changing movie as far as what it was going to influence from there on out. And how many other that. movies, aside from what uh, uh, Jordan Peele does, how many other movies have followed Get Out that have tried to, to do something similar since then. Agreed. Yeah. So Agreed. very influential movie. Several copies. Um, I think it's it's very clearly like the, it was the most talked about movie of that year. One of the most talked about movies of the decade. Um, and I think it deserves a nomination in the decades. So Get Out is my first nomination. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, for my second nomination. Okay. I am going to go with a film that I know you don't care for, or at least I okay. believe you didn't care for. Uh, and I, I'm trying to change my genres with each. Yes, um, I, I am trying you know, to do the same as well. I'm trying to have a nice, nomination. diverse nomination group. My pick is Birdman. That's right. Okay. I interesting. Know. Oh, interesting. yes. Birdman, I find to be so it was unique in as much as it was long shots. I think like the whole movie was like four. The whole cuts. movie was, yes. It was supposed to be like one, one tracking shot. shot. 
Yes. And so, and I, I thought that was interesting while I was watching it, regardless of anything else that took place. I thought it was interesting to have Michael Keaton play a character like that, who's known for playing a superhero role, a winged superhero role. Um, and he's trying to bust out of that and do something different. I think it was probably Michael Keaton's renaissance, the Keatonaissance, okay. if you will. Okay which I'm thrilled with because mm -hmm. we're now living in a world where we're getting him back as Batman. So I believe it deserves another. Yes. 2014 I film. Yeah. I love it. What you got um, for me? All right. So uh, since you did one that wasn't likely going to be on my list, I'm going to pick yes. one that I know is not on your list. And okay. This came out in 2010 and we've spoken about it before on the pod. And um, I am going to pick the social network. Ah, yes, I despise that film and all its members. I think The Social Network is one of the, uh, was probably one of the best written movies of all, of the whole decade. Uh, one of the best directed movies of the whole decade and um, was highly influential and just a really, really good movie, like as a perfect movie in my eyes yeah gave me everything that i wanted um and i i you know i've i've already done my spiel on the social network so i'm not going to do that again to the listeners so i will just leave it as social network one of my favorite movies of the uh decade and i feel deserving of the you know contending for the decade yes I agree that I don't want to hear you go into that again because <laughs> I just have had enough. Um, however, my next pick, my third pick, if you will. Okay. Um, I feel as though I need, so like, uh, here's how I made, here's my criteria. My criteria was I picked movies, <laughs> excuse me, that I would likely go back to or have gone back to several times within the decade okay so there's you know there's a smattering of all kinds of films gotcha i feel this the movie that needs representation is and it has it stars a young gentleman from the social network okay Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Yes. Hacksaw Ridge was, at the time of its release, a, a totally different war story. We've all watched war movies. We've all watched, you know, uh, films about almost every war that's happened in history. They've made a movie about. But this was Korea, which was a, a rare occurrence to see a film about. Two, it was... Uh, focused on a non-combatant on a on a person that did not want a conscientious objector right desmond doss so it was unique in that uh among war films i find it was unique because there were several war movies that came out in the last decade it was 1917 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was dunkirk it was a, and i i thought about well, it that I really that was dunkirk. so that movie yeah that was in the moonlight the moonlight the, year the moonlight la la land year yep. and hot hot take i would have given it to hacksaw ridge there you go wow okay okay well i i think it's also um important to add for me that i have actually never seen moonlight so it's not ah. something that i could cons i think most people would probably consider moonlight yeah. as one of the best of the decade um just you know doing some research on the subject in preparation i was looking at some lists of what people had and that was at the top of a lot of people's lists um but you know i can't nominate something that i haven't seen so don't be angry with us Word. if there is it listen if we don't nominate a movie it doesn't always mean it's not deserving just sometimes it means it's not deserving this is all true Okay. Um, all right. So 
I like Hacksaw Ridge. We actually watched that together. And uh, I Indeed. enjoyed that movie Indeed a lot as well. Um, so I will start by talking about my criteria a little bit as well. Um, kind of along the lines of yours, where it's something that I think should be revisited um, that stays in the culture beyond the year that it wins, which I think is something right. that would go against moonlight agreed um but uh, again haven't seen it um so that's that's another criteria and just something that is again something that you can return to over and over again that is just it becomes a staple in movie watching um on top of being exceptional so here's where I have a tough time because I'm thinking between there are two movies yes, and I can really only one of them can be nominated. Okay. And I don't want to cheat and nominate both. I'm not going to do that. Ah, The problem is there's one that is my personal preference but the other is probably more impactful and almost as good in my opinion. So I'm just going to put the one that was more impactful, even though I like the other one slightly more. And I am going to nominate Avengers Endgame. Ah, I'm glad you did because I intentionally left that off so I could make room for my very last pick. Yes. But okay. okay. I like it. I now, like it. me personally, I I would rate both Infinity War and Endgame five stars. Yes. I don't knock someone who would consider them, like since it's a part one, part two, like one really long movie, that's fine. Um, but it's not. They split yeah. it up into two. And so I personally think like infinity war more that's my favorite marvel movie um but i can't deny the impact and the just the experience the theater experience that was avengers endgame um that i will never have again theater experience that is very i don't know if i will ever have an experience like that again i know a lot of people compare no way home to endgame i honestly don't think it's close like no way home was a fun theater experience but yes let's slow our roll here people who think that no way that the (laughs) the andrew garfield moment was better than the you know the captain america getting the hammer or everyone returning and him saying avengers assemble like come on come on um so that i mean that is the high standard for superhero films, which has been the most important genre of film of the decade, in the, of the decade, if not more. And just the fact that it, it is the culmination of 20 plus films, a storyline strung across 20 plus films and th- which had never been done before ever to cohesively tell a story across that many films and stick the landing just extremely deserving of of a nomination for best movie of the decade in my opinion i i'll I'll concur i'll concur i myself Left off. So I, I threw Logan on there because, like I said, I thought Logan did something different, mm-hmm. including different than the Avengers movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, I actually left off the Marvel movies. Okay. I, I did because I wanted to spotlight some stuff. I absolutely agree with your decision. I think they are among, in fact, quite frankly, I could probably find five movies within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are the five best movies of the decade. Right. I fully admit that. But with my last two nominations, my last 
or my my no, second your second last yep i believe would have to be and i'm i'm torn because i i i think i want to drop this bad boy uh as my last as the last so i'm going to say that my second to last is yeah i'm going to i'm going to double down i'm going to leave this for last and i'm going to defend it okay so <laughs> my fourth movie of the year best of the year i am actually going to say that it was once upon a time in hollywood okay once upon a time in hollywood because uh i and it was it was a toss-up between once upon a time in hollywood and django unchained yes django is towards the top of my list so I'm glad. That. I'm very happy that yeah. a Tarantino movie made, made our our nominations because he's dessert and he's again looking at the decade. He's probably the most inf- probably the most influential uh, director of director the decade, of the decade. He might not be yeah. the most award winning. Correct. Although, but, I mean, he's his... won stuff. He's won stuff, but his actors, for example, Christoph Waltz won back-to-back Absolutely. Oscars for Absolutely. Tarantino movies. Absolutely. Yep. But I put uh, Once Upon a Time above Django for the very simple reason that Django, while excellent and pulled from an old uh, spaghetti western called Django, yep. uh, it, it was essentially he could do anything he wanted because – there were no constraints other than, you know, depicting slavery at the time, depicting that yeah. life with once upon a time in Hollywood, he literally, he had to follow a real life event. Yes. Close enough to make his spin on it. Interesting and, and stunning. And I think he did a great job. Right. Like I was watching that movie and it was a long movie. And I was like, well, I know what's going to happen. Well, I, I know where we're heading. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's, there's Chuck Manson. All right, here we go. He's going to do this. Oh, there are the crazy guys. But like, and then you get to the twist and I was like, ah, I should have known. <laughs> and so I really, I think that was an excellent, excellent film. What I, is your final, sir? Not my final. Not oh, my final. This is my penultimate. <laughs> and this one. This is where I can't. Now I have like a bunch of possibilities, and I need to decide what direction yeah. I want to go. I'm in. afraid yours might be mine. Like I've saved this one for last, but I know you like this movie. I'm curious. Then maybe I save this. The last? I don't know. I mean, it could be. It could not be on your list at all. Okay. What you got? Oh, well, shoot. If you're going to pick it, then I don't want to pick <laughs> it. That way I can nominate an extra movie <laughs> that I like. Um, hmm. Okay. I'm just going to do it because in it. my hierarchy, this would be the next one on the list, I feel like. What you and got? that is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, oh dude. Oh, I knew it. That was going to be my my ultimate my my fifth and final well here's we're winging it here do you want to take it and then i could nominate two other movies or do you have another one in your back pocket you seemed very amped up to i was amped i was amped for this you You know what i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take it and 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 i'm gonna defend it i think because a lot of people were like oh it's just driving in a straight line but when that movie came out and you and i went to see it in the theater the theater experience of that movie, I think, is, f- I mean, it's far better than the home experience of that movie. Yep. But it, it just, when we watch movies made by directors and actors from a, uh, from a series that is over a decade old, there is often disappointment about the cinematography mm-hmm. and about the way it is shot. And it's like, well, yeah, so-and-so was in it. Yeah, so-and-so reprised. Yes, this is the story we're being told. But it just didn't look or it just didn't feel 
like you know an Indiana Jones movie. It just didn't feel like the the what we were looking for, what we wanted. Yep. Mad Max Fury Road felt like a Mad Max movie. Okay. And even without Mel Gibson, and I had hoped he would show up somewhere, even without Mel Gibson, uh, this it was a perfect Mad Max movie. An outrageous villain, uh, an outlandish story, a a bit of non-forced political um, injection there okay. where it was talking about like, you know, he had these wives that he was mistreating and it was about who destroyed the world. Why are we in this post-apocalyptic thing? And it was a very uh, strong female centered movie. I think Charlize Theron, who often is at her best when she's like not playing a, a beautiful character, but playing a damaged kind of behind the makeup character uh, was just great. Like I just enjoyed every second of Mad Max Fury Road. I I mean I can't disagree with anything that you said. Obviously, I I was in you know in the midst of nominating it myself, but yeah. I'm happy to be able to now add an extra movie that was going to have to get left off the list. What you now got? here's the issue for myself though is that there's a lot of possibilities for me now because I now have a long list and I have to decide on something. Got to condense. So the first one that I think is pretty locked in for me Uh and because it is going to be, again, it's going to diversify our nominations. I like it. Um, I am going to go with Coco. Really? Yes. So here's why. Um, One, I think having a animated children's movie is important to have because those are impactful, you know, memorable movies um, that don't get enough love from the Oscars that then they should um, yes. like, I think this year and Canto probably almost definitely should have at least been nominated uh, for an Oscar and wasn't um, uh-huh. or, you know, for best picture and wasn't, right. but Coco in the decade was easily the best Pixar movie that had come out. The next closest Uh, was maybe Inside Out. But the reason why I think Coco was the best is because it did something that Pixar hadn't done in a long time, which was was actually properly balance the the adult themes in the movie with the fun and whimsy that a children's movie needs. Interesting. Okay. So like you have something like Inside Out, which was very good, but also like way like very depressing at times yes you know what i mean where it got it went it swung too far in the emotion you know on the emotional side coco has great music which is something that pixar didn't really do before this so it was close to like a traditional disney movie where you have the music um a great storyline great characters uh pulls at your heartstrings um just an incredible, incredible movie. Great animation. And I think the best, anim- I mean, between that and maybe Moana, the, the best animated movie of that decade, I think obviously Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for me could also be in there as well uh, in that conversation. I but because we've already that. picked two uh, superhero films, um, yes. I wanted to change it up a bit and go with Coco. Now for my last. And what I'm just, is your last? I'm just going to go through some of the stuff that hasn't made it. And I'll let you know if they're in the conversation still or not. Whiplash is a personal favorite of mine. Um, that is not going to make this nomination, but was in the conversation. Uh, right. Black Panther also in the conversation, but will not be nominated by myself. Right. Um, Moneyball. 
Love the movie I Moneyball. considered Moneyball as well. I liked it as Incredible well. Incredible movie. I actually rewatched it recently. Yes. That is a great movie, but will not be making my list. Um, Parasite. Ah! Also an exceptional movie, but that was a suggestion too similar to the vibe of Get Out. So Parasite also, not agree. making it. Knives Out. I liked Knives Out. Loved Knives Out. I don't know if it quite meets the standard of uh, just best movie of the so far decade. i wouldn't have replaced anything on my list with those movies right not that they're bad um, but action movie wise yes any of the john wicks could Agreed. be in the conversation if we Agreed. wanted to include an action movie um i know you would hate this but fast five was one of the best action movies I, of the decade how dare you bring that week? Great, awesome. great movie, and was a possible suggestion for you, but I, I did not suggest it. Um, you have something like A Quiet Place or Us, a couple of horror movies that I thought were exceptional that mm-hmm. are not cutting it because of Get Out. Um, so here is where I'm at right now. Okay. I am stuck between a couple, and the couple are Silver Linings Playbook. Interesting choice. The Big Sick. Yes. Or This is the End. This is the End? The movie with uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I would go with This is the End. And I think I did not even consider that. A lack of recognition for comedy Yes. is going to lead me Although I do wish I had some sort of rom-com in here, which is why Silver Linings and Big Sick are in there. Um, Silver Linings, one of my personal favorites. Love Silver Linings Playbook. Um, and you know, we've talked about The Big Sick, and I suggested it to you, and that was an exceptional, exceptional movie as well. But because those have already been in contention for Oscars and This is the End, never would touch something like that correct this is the end was probably the best comedy of the entire decade i agree i could support that and therefore my last pick is going to be this is the yeah bold choice bold choice indeed so here's what we've got for our nominations for the 2010 to 2019 decades, the best picture nominations are Logan. Yeah. Get Out. Birdman. Mm-hmm. The Social Network. Hacksaw Ridge. Avengers Endgame. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Coco. Mad Max Fury Road. And this is the end. How do you feel about our, our nominations? How do you feel like we did for the decade? Did we do justice for I feel the decade? We did justice for the decade and that it is well represented. <clears throat> That's how I feel. I think it's well represented as well. I am, I, I feel like you went with more prestigious films on your list than than i did four out of your five selections were nominated for best picture listen and logan was an argument to be nominated to begin with logan was an argument two of my five were nominated for best (laughs) picture well i you gotta recognize talent when you see you gotta recognize it you gotta recognize it taking a look where would you lean right now um, as far as a winner, your personal preference of a winner on this, out of these nominations? Out of our nominations? You don't necessarily have to decide today. Maybe we'll reveal our winner next week or something like that. But let's give people a little inkling yeah. of, of... And write in and vote yourselves as well. But my personal favorite because i i really enjoyed it i'd have to i think i'd have to 
jump between Logan or Mad Max as as personal uh, favorites, just for myself. Yeah. Before I, I get involved in an argument for either. No, you know, I think if we were going to come to a consensus, a a good consensus, um, we'd probably just go with Mad Max at that yeah. point. Um, me personally, my favorite is probably God. It's so tough. It's so what tough. There's got? so many good ones on here. Um, I mean, you know my feelings for the social network, but I I think I'd have to give it to just out of pure enjoyment. I'd have yeah. to say Endgame. Nice. I, I get that though. I get it. I cannot argue that. It's tough. It's tough. Cannot argue um, that point. All right, let's move on. Two. Rolling or trolling? Yes, it is back. Back. People. We are back. It yes. is back. Neil, let's start. What off. do we got? Yes. First, what is that out I think there? You'd be interested in. Tell me. Christina Ritchie. Hello. Is returning. To the Adams family in Netflix's Wednesday series. But she's been cast in a mystery role, not as Wednesday Adams. Like not she as Wednesday Adams. Appeared when she was a child. Huh. Well, look, I'm always thrilled when when the actors come back. I think that's a great idea. I love to see Christina Ritchie. I, she was never like uh, my favorite actress, but I, in fact, I think I probably liked her work better in something like uh, Adam's Family or um, Sleepy Hollow, you know, her younger stuff. But I'm interested. I'm in. I'm rolling with this. How about yourself? Um, I yeah, think I'll I roll with it. I'm not a huge I think Adam's I Family Adam's person. Family to you. But like, I, I like that they're going to bring her back. And I think it makes sense, obviously, that she can't really play Wednesday. Um, Most dead. So I think it's great that they're going to bring her back and have her play a different role. And I hope they have fun with it. Sounds like a fun idea. Speaking of fun castings. Yes. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Has been named part of the Mandalorian season three cast. Let me be very clear about my following statement. I would watch Christopher Lloyd play the shark in Jaws. Okay. I think Christopher Lloyd is one of the greatest gifts to modern media because he's, he's excellent on TV and he's excellent in movies. So I am totally rolling with anything he does. Yeah, it's been a minute. For Christopher Lloyd, huh? It has. Um, actually, actually, I would say this. Uh, yes, it's been a minute, but Christopher Lloyd was in The Tender Bar, which I don't know if you've watched. Um, I have not seen it, no. It was excellent. It was excellent. But carry on. Where are we Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm ready for um, some Christopher Lloyd in in the Mandalorian I think that's going to be great I wonder what they're going to do uh, for him you know that's going to oh, be yeah. I'm sure he's I hope it's more than just like a cameo in an episode I hope Agreed. it's closer to like what they've done with some of the semi returning characters like a Bill Burr or um, Horatio Sands coming back I would like that one, that, yes. you know what I mean like that yeah. that is what I would like to see um, out of his role hopefully um let's talk about a um some marvel stuff yep wandavision not returning for a season two yeah which i guess we kind of anticipated because it's moving on to the next thing so i'm i'm good with that i'm good with it not returning uh because i think it's it's now morphing into the cinematic universe yes yeah, I agree. I think that. I'm rolling with it too because I think there's, you know, they are big enough characters in the MCU at this point where, like, yeah, it was awesome giving them a series to to dedicate 
to yeah. them, but they they deserve to be in the films. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So you know, Wanda's obviously going to be a big major focus of of the Doctor Strange movie. Um, I'm sure Vision will be coming back because we know that he's out there somewhere, um, and so you know they're they're probably going to be a major part of the MCU moving forward, but more so on a larger scale as opposed to on Disney Plus. So I am good with it. I think it makes sense. Um, Marvel is also developing a Nova project, um, which has, so it would be Nova core, but specifically the character, the superhero Nova. Interesting. Um, who has had two different identities. Um, and I will just make sure that I am getting it right. I believe Richard Ryder was the original Nova. Right. And then uh, I believe a kid becomes Nova at one point too. Um, I mean, I think this makes sense. This is something that's kind of been in the works for a while now. Oh, Sam Alexander is the um, the other Nova. Right. Um this has been in the works for for a while now, um, or at least been rumored and talked about. Um, I personally um, think that some of the best comic storylines that Marvel has given were those Annihilation. Okay. Storylines yeah, they sure were very that. good. Um, you know, that's the the cosmic focused yep. storylines where you have the formation of guardians of the modern guardians of the galaxy you have True. nova you have quasar in there you have a bunch of different people um quasar. and so those those were great and nova was a big big character um in those so with you know with the mcu going more cosmic in yes. addition to um multiversal um i think this makes sense I concur and support all of that. Okay, there you go. Very easy. Um, Marvel Comics issue number one. Yes. Which was published in 1939. Had a copy sold for (laughs) $2.4 million at auction. How do I want? I'm going to roll with this. I'm going to roll with it because as a collector myself, one has to hope that it is not in vain. And that all these things will eventually be worth something. But I think that makes sense, though. I think that that particular one makes sense. Yeah. And it's a it's it's apparently one of the uh, rarest comics in the world. Obviously, it's, you know, the, the what it's one of the first comics ever it's got you know the human torch the first iteration of the human torch the first iteration of submariner um so i i mean it makes sense because i know like the other two would probably be the first appearance of batman excellent which would be the the detective comics i'm sure is in the multi-million dollar range you have You know, action comics. the The first appearance of Superman has to be in the multi million dollar range, and also the uh, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, the uh, the first appearance of Spider Man, so, yes. I believe, yes. is in that multi million dollar range as well. Definitely. So this, you know, this makes sense to me, and good for the person who has the money to spend on yeah. that. Um, it's uh, it's our generation's version of art. Yes, art collecting. It is our. You know, we're not buying art. Picassos, we're buying Ditko's. Yes. And Stanley's. Well said. I like that. That is true, though. That, that is the best description of it. Thank you. I, could ever I appreciate that. Yes, I agree. Um, Ewan McGregor, Ewan. who's going to be starring in the upcoming Obi-Wan uh, series, which oh, we I. can't wait for. Um, he says that he has been caught in public using the force quote-unquote on automatic doors i too have used the force on automatic doors and i love see 
here's why I'm going to roll with this. Someone asked me about uh, yesterday. In fact, we were talking about the Star Wars series on uh, Disney Plus, and they were like, "Ah, I'm going to watch this movie and this movie, and what do I need to get ready for this and that." And then I said, "Listen, you're good because you grew up and you watched all the necessary ones for Obi Wan." They were like, "Ah, you really think that's going to be good?" I think it's going to be great because I think Ewan McGregor is excited about it. Yeah. And that's why I think it's going to be great because he wants it. Yeah. That's, that's the key. I think the actor that's starring is excited. And so that's why it's going to be fun and good. Yeah. And I, I'm just encouraged by the, the looks that we've gotten of it. Yeah. It, I, I mean, listen, the, the Mandalorian looks great. Um, mm. Boba Fett looked pretty good as well cinematically, but I feel like judging from the trailer, Mm-hmm. Um, Obi-Wan is the closest to an actual like a Star Wars film the look of a Star Wars film that we've gotten where it doesn't while. seem I like agree. they're on a stage like they're actually using m- cinematic quality like theater quality effects and scenery and uh, I'm very very excited for that I, I totally agree I totally um, agree with that Nicholas Cage rolling doesn't, doesn't think he'll have the opportunity to return as ghostwriter but says he ah. would do it if offered. I would watch Nicholas Cage play Godzilla in Godzilla. I would watch <laughs> him do anything. Well, who wouldn't watch that? Exactly. He so he had to go to movie jail for a while because he went crazy and bought islands and then he was making crap. Well, but he also said that he he does not regret any of the straight to video movies that he made. And you know what? I agree because even in the straight to video movies, he is acting his ass off. Yes. He is doing something and, and being outrageous and being Nick Cagey and all that. So, and the thing people have to remember is Nick Cage actually is a good actor. Yes, absolutely. Like, he's a weird you know, guy. He's actor. a weird guy. But I go back to a movie uh, called Snake Eyes, which I thought was excellent. He yep. Con Air, genius. Moonstruck, brilliance. Face Off, pure genius. Um, so I... I'm good with it. Like I'm, yeah. All right, I'll watch him return. Yeah, uh, I'd be good with it too. Give us a little yeah. multiverse cameo. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Lastly, we'll end on a good one. Pepsi and IHOP are teaming up to create a maple syrup soda. <sighs> okay, here's where I'm out, Chris. Here's where I'm trolling, because have we not had enough? Can we stop the madness? It's like, it's why don't we just invent a pill that gives you diabetes and then distribute the pill? Right. As opposed to, it's like, you can either have soda or you can have syrup, which is, and, and so and soda is essentially syrup. Why now must we mix the two and pour it on our starchy pancakes? I, I, we've got to save ourselves. This is the problem. This is the problem. And everybody got all up in arms, what, about eight years ago when uh, Bloomberg was like, maybe we shouldn't sell gallon sodas. <laughs> and, and, and New York exploded. They were like, what? We want, I need to have a soda intravenously injected into me while I'm watching the theater. I can't get up and get a refill and walk the 40 steps. So I, I'm, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. It's not a political statement. It's a statement of Stop just pouring sugar into your mouth. Yeah, I am out on this. I, you know, I have no interest in their maple syrup soda. And yes, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I hop kind of mm-hmm. big fat phonies because you remember when they were trying to change their brand to IHOB? International ah. House of Burgers instead of pancakes. I see. And then they switched back when they, they realized that was a horrible, terrible idea. Correct. 
Big so, phonies. You know what? Big, big fat phonies, International House of Pancakes. Just be the International House of Pancakes. Be who Stop. you are. Stop trying to change who you are. And just be proud to be who you actually are. I support that. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about suggestions from last week? Certainly. Um, so I will s- just start out by saying we discussed be- before the um, before the pod that Indeed. I failed my mission. You did. You just didn't care about any of us. And I did not watch. Um, I did not watch Royal Tannenbaum's. For I shame. apologize to you and I apologize to our <laughs> viewers, but there were extenuating circumstances that prevented me from watching that. And that's, that's what we'll go with. How dare you? Um, um, yes, I can talk about mine. Okay. And then I can offer you some lighter fare. Uh, I love it. This, this time. Um, so I was asked to watch, I was, uh, suggested Murderville. Yes. And I, I completed the assignment and I actually binged the entire series. Oh, okay. I did. I did. In fact, uh, I enjoyed it. Here's what I would say about it. I would say Murderville is, it was not what I thought. Okay. Describe to people. Well, first say what you thought it was and then okay. describe what it actually is. So I thought it was going to be um, a sitcom-y. Like I thought it was going to be a sitcom yes. with you know guest stars. But So I was ready for that kind of thing because I don't normally go in for the uh, uh, sketch, improvise, see mm-hmm. how everybody does. And that's exactly what it is. So the idea is Will Arnett, is the mainstay he's this uh you know detective seattle homicide detective seattle he's called and he he plays an outlandish character with an arc he's he's divorcing uh, getting divorced from his boss he's trying to win her back there's a whole thing so there is like an arc in the series but he's assigned a new partner every week because his old partner uh i can't think of her name rachel from friends Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I I didn't even get up to the point where she makes her appearance. Oh, my God. Well, so he no longer has his old partner. It's genius. And it was such a strange cast of of guest stars. Uh, Sharon Stone, Marshawn Lynch, Ken Jeong, um, uh, Conan O'Brien. And so they show up. And they have to work with him on the uh, case. There's a lot mm-hmm. of what appears to be improvisation, a lot of uh, kind of reactionary improvisation. And Will Arnett, who is brilliant, does a great job of playing, you know, of being the, the guy who's yes. leading these guest stars through it all. But I liked it because I think they all brought something. Like, like Conan O'Brien played his part very well and he cracked up and it was obvious it's like okay you're just being ridiculous and he he yep. lost multiple times sharon stone played this like it was like it was basic instinct she was straight <laughs> through the whole thing and then ken jong i just love in everything he does i find him hysterically funny i was crying yes during the marshawn lynch episode oh my god do you know what point I was crying at. What was you? No, tell me what was your specific thing. There's one point when they're walking back into the office after being out looking for clues or whatever. They're walking back into the office and Mm -hmm. they walk into the door and they're like walking toward the camera, right? To go talk to the chief or something. And there's a guy with a stack of papers that's like walking the opposite way of them. Right. And Marshawn Lynch just slams just them, slaps <laughs> all of the papers out of his hands and yeah. keeps walking. That killed me. That was so funny. It it was a perfect amount of ridiculousness. Like it yes. was it was a great little and and the episodes were easily digestible. So it was like absolutely it was a fun binge. I did it all in one night. Yeah, that's great. 
I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, well, we we can give suggestions for this week. I yes. will start by saying what I had been watching over the last couple of weeks. Um, I have been binging Modern Family. Ah, excellent binge. A, just a great light show. Light fair. Yes. Uh, just such a feel good show. Every episode makes you feel good. Indeed. You know? Um, so I'm almost done with that actually through like 11 seasons. I'm midway through the 11th season. Right. Um, I've also been watching a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Speaking I love Whose Line. Which is great. That's on HBO Max for everyone who's interested. Indeed. And then my suggestion for you this week is a show that just started mm-hmm. um, that is, I think, three episodes in. The fourth episode is tonight. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's a show that's right up my alley. Gotcha. Um, I think you're going to enjoy the show. Okay. Despite the subject matter. And this is almost a similar Uh situation to the last dance. Um, because it's in the world of the NBA and basketball. I'm intrigued. And it's a show called winning time. The rise of the Lakers dynasty. Ah, it's on HBO max. It's a new series and someone described what it was. And I thought it was just such a great analogy and it was on Twitter and I wish I remembered who it was to credit them. So I apologize, but they said that this show is essentially the crown for basketball fans, the crown for basketball fans only like way sillier too so this is um you know produced by oh my gosh i can't believe i'm i'm forgetting his name um he he works with will ferrell all the time will ferrell Um, he's a producer and a director he directed the big short adam mckay adam Adam McKay mckay is a major producer of this uh, show it stars John C. Riley, who's playing Jerry Buss, uh, yes. the billionaire who buys the Los Angeles Lakers back um, at the beginning of the 1980s and when they draft Magic Johnson. Oh, all right. And it follows the dynamic of, you know, the Lakers were not a big time franchise yet at the time. Um, you have. Uh, Jason Clark, who's playing Jerry West, a former Los Angeles Laker, who um, he lost to the Celtics a bunch of times uh, during his playing career to like the the Bill Russell Celtics, who won like 11 championships. He kept losing to them. I think he only came out with one championship. Um, so he starts out as the coach of the Lakers and he's just a nutcase. Um, John C. Riley's Jerry Buss. He is like he was the the Playboy billionaire before that was a thing. All right. And, and then you have uh Magic Johnson, who the actor is like identical to the actual Magic Johnson. I like it. Who is coming from Lansing, Michigan and going over to Hollywood and has to adjust to life in Hollywood. So it is a slow roll, like through three episodes we haven't even hit the beginning of magic johnson's first season yet um so it is a slow roll it's a very fun show it's fun how they're filming it as well because they're they're keeping with that 80s aesthetic where like the the visually it looks like it's being shot on old cameras and stuff like like that. that um and they're cutting two different like images from the 80s that like at weird times, similar to how like they did in the big short when they were yeah. cutting to like random images and stuff during that. Um, uh, just a very fun show that I think you're going to enjoy because yes, basketball is a part of it, but it's not like the main focus. It's really a, it's a, be a drama about a, a billionaire who buys a team and what happens. I can dig it. Yeah. I can so very much go. dig it. All right. 
Well, then my suggestion for you um, is lighter fare this week. Love it. I may have suggested it previous. You have okay. to tell me because I, I, I just did a rewatch of a couple of Bond movies. And I'm now today, you know, it was a lazy Sunday morning. I turned this on. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. Have you watched uh, Becoming Bond? Yes. Yes. That was I think suggestion. I even suggested yes, it to you. Yes, you did. Okay. Yep. So then, very good, because I was watching it today and I was enjoying the hell out of myself. <laughs> so my follow-up to you, in an effort to keep it as light Love as it. possible, is on Hulu, a film okay. called Nature Calls. Nature Calls. Johnny Knoxville, uh, Pat Oswald. Very funny. Okay, I've never seen this movie. You will enjoy it. All right. I love it. All Sounds right. Good to me. Ooh, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle, like Kobayashi. All right. Um, that sounds good. I will watch that. You are going to watch Winning Time. And next week, yeah. we will be uh, talking about Moon Knight, which is going to be fun. And uh, a plethora of other fun things. Uh, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of It Was All a Stream. Uh, we appreciate you all. If you would, please subscribe rate and review wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast um we are on all the major podcast platforms and we are on neil's website which is just if, if you haven't checked it out by now what are you doing with your life it is called glued to the screen.com that's right glued, the number two screen.com neil what do you have to say to the people stream on everybody